I am so, so excited to be able to talk to you guys um, tonight. Um, it's just, just, just so much has been on my heart um, to share. It's, it's funny how every single week, all week long, God is just speaking to me about you. He's speaking to me about you. He's speaking to me of your great love and, and, and your faithfulness. But uh, he's also sharing with me some things about us as a body. Amen. Um, I, I just want to share uh, just a, a little bit. I'm going to do my best to, to condense it down so that I don't talk all night um, and, and let you guys continue to go on. I have to say this before we get going, man. Did y'all see how the band just moved from instrument to instrument? They bad, boy. They bad, boy. I like that. That, that got me, man. Just slide and one just come on, next one pick up. Just keep going. God is good with that. Amen. I wish I could just get on the keyboard and stop playing, man, or back on the drums. Uh, man, I'd be every time I went to a, 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 a hotel or somewhere, I'd sit down at the piano and start playing if I did that have one of those grand. Now, let, me, let me get back to the message. I'm sorry. Sorry, I got sidetracked for just a minute. I, um, I want to talk to you about something. Dawn sent me uh, uh, a message uh, instant messenger or whatever it's called, or what is Facebook Messenger, sent me a message, and she sent it to me about this uh, situation that took place. Um, there was this little book, and it was a book that was, it was a cartoon book, and it looked so nice, and uh, it was in a Christian school, and uh, it was in their Christian library, uh, and nobody really paid any attention because it was so unassuming. But inside this book was... Um, a call for young people to become homosexuals, for them to, to enjoy that lifestyle in a book that was a little, I mean, when I say cartoon book, it was kindergarten, first grade, second grade reading. And this is what they had put inside this book. And a parent, you know, was reading it to their child and saw what was in here and said, what is going on? Call the school about it. And, the, you know, if you didn't read the book, you would have never known just from the pictures. It was something that they had placed inside this book strategically to be a downfall for young people. Uh, I just saw another article, um, and I don't even know how I saw it. It popped up on my feed, and I read it. It was about uh, a school right around the corner, uh, Rocky Top Middle School, and they have this. My, my, my boys actually went to that school from 6th uh, to 8th uh, grade, and... Uh, we thought it was a pretty good school. At that time, there weren't any silly things that were going on. I, well, I shouldn't say that. There were silly things that were going on, but it didn't affect my boys. And in this case, they had uh, people come in doing um, uh, the uh, things called Rocky Top Reads. Okay? And so they bring in uh, different people from different uh, uh, vocations, and they come in, and they tell about their vocation, and then they read a little excerpt from a book to the, the students. Well, one of the people that they happened to bring in, besides the, the fireman, the police officer, the doctor, the lawyer, they happened to bring in a drag queen. And so they brought in this drag queen who not only was a drag queen, but was a porn star. And this is what they brought in to a middle school Unbeknownst to the parents, this is who came in and tells about what they do and then reads to them. And so I, I got the book that Dawn sent me or the, 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 uh, the, the message about that. And then I read that article on this. 
And God began to tell me, he reminded me again, Kenneth, you are living in the last of the last days. Not just in the end times, but in the last of the last days. Now, one thing that was said to us, um, and, and I want to go back after I touch this, one thing that was said to us on many occasions that this ministry in particular is an end times ministry. It is a place that will be a light, a beacon of hope. It will be a place of refuge where people who are struggling can run into and be safe. Come on now, y'all got to talk to me, man. This is what's been said about us on several occasions that we have been prepped for the end time. And I want to say this. When I first moved to Colorado, coming in, uh, I kept hearing uh, these things, that Colorado has a strong occult presence, witchcraft, right, Uh, a new age, different things such as that. Plus, then you roll over. People here are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And when we moved here, we saw that there was a strong spiritual oppression over the area because of all the occult activity. And we saw that there was a lot of that recreational spirit. Right? Are are y'all with me? Recreation was much more important than anything you could say about God. Hey, 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 I can't come to church with you because I'm going to the mountains. I'm headed for a hike. I'm going to be out at the lake. Right. That spirit is I mean, people respond that way because there is an oppressive spirit that is over the area. And the only way that we're going to be able to take ground from that is that we have to act spiritually. We can't just set programs because programs are good, but they don't work unless we've taken the spiritual oppression and removed it first. Y'all with me? Now, I want to say something else. One other thing that was told to me when we moved here is that I found out that Adams County, where we were, uh, uh, where we were, this is not Adams County, where this, where we are right now, but where we initially started was supposed to be 97% unchurched. 97% unchurched. That means these people don't know anything about, really, about Jesus or church, period. And it's only going down slightly. And I started thinking about that. Here we are, that, that it's going down a little bit, that it's from 97 to somewhere in the 94, still unchurched. 94% unchurched. And we have a responsibility as a body to, to take care of that. Now, I want to I back up a little bit more. Did you know that as far as human trafficking goes in Colorado, that Thornton, 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 Thornton is 10 times, it happens 10 times more in Thornton than it does anywhere else in Colorado other than Aurora. 10 times greater in Thornton than it does anywhere else in Colorado other than Aurora, and it's double Aurora. That's what's happening in your area, the place that God has called us to. And this is not just from, uh, uh, it's not just from people being bad. It is a spiritual thing that is going on. 
And we have to be people who are willing to deal with things spiritually. The first thing I want us to do is I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 60. We're going to read verse 1 and 2 really quickly because this is important. And then we'll keep moving. God has planted us in this area for a purpose. He has planted us here with purpose. Know that. That if you are part of this church, listen, let me say this first and foremost. You are going to be attacked because God has planted you here with purpose. You're going to be under attack so that you won't accomplish the big vision that God has given for this ministry. That you'll be people that are so caught up in yourselves that you're not able to help anyone else. That's the plan of the enemy. So you have to be people who are going to understand what we're talking about. We're still talking about the word. We ain't left that. Amen. The importance of the word. But Isaiah 61 and 2 says this. It says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Guess who he's talking about? He's talking about us. Y'all sleep, man. He's talking about us, that he's telling us to arise and shine, for the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Amen? For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Now, listen, God is saying this, that I've caused my light to rise upon you, to rest up on you. You are the light so that when people are stumbling in darkness, when they're believing that a a pornography uh, uh, acting drag queen is a respectable person to come in and talk to young children, something is wrong. It's up to us to shine the light, but the light has not come in us shining and putting a foot on people. It's us coming in and showing the love of God to be able to express now truth to them because we show love. Are you with me? It is so important for us to understand that God is telling each one of us, and I want you to hear it again, arise, start shining. The glory of the Lord is resting upon you everywhere you go, but allow that light to shine. Don't hide it. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to follow suit. Arise, shine, for the light has come. Now, I want to tell you a a little more. It's, It's important for us to go on because we need to understand that this is not a natural battle. Again, we could make programs, we could make people, we could educate people on human uh, uh, trafficking, we could educate people on, on, on the dangers of everything else that's out there. We could do those programs, but those programs will be limited in their success if we don't deal with the spiritual things first. They'll be very limited, and you know what happened? We'll start to feel, we'll start to give up and quit because we're not seeing the progress that we think we should. That's why we, on Tuesdays, pray, because prayer is the, 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 the avenue that gives God access in the earth. It gives God the ability to be able to move because God turned earth over to men. 
And so when man keeps his mouth closed, we get in trouble. Don't you remember what happened when, when Satan began to talk to Eve and Adam stood there and said nothing? So I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 10 first. 2 Corinthians 10, we're going to read 3 through 5. Really quickly, guys, I, 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 don't, I don't believe I'll be long, but I want to give you this quickly. Remember, we're talking about the importance of the word still. 2 Corinthians, what did I tell you? 10, correct? 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, right? We're all alive. We're in bodies. Amen? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. What? We do not what? We do not, we do not what? Wait, say that with me. We do not. So, so are you telling me we're at war? You're, you're telling me we're at war? Wait, wait, you're saying that we're at war? Let, let, me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that if there was an invasion that were to take place now, another country came in and started invading, and they kicked in those doors, and they were the enemy that was coming in and shooting, shooting people and taking people captive, would you go and hang out with them even though they were your enemy? Would you go and sit down and just be caught up in what they're doing? Or would you be actively finding a way to maybe awaken them or move them out of the way? But yet here we are at war and we're still playing with the same things, the same adversary who is making war against you. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not only programs, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every, what? Thought to the obedience of Christ. Even your thoughts are important. Did you know that as a man thinketh in his heart, the Bible says, so is he. The thoughts that we ponder that say, I hate that person, we're not bold enough to tell them to their face that we're mad at them and we don't like them at that moment, we keep it quiet and we smile, but yet we're angry. Those thoughts still need to be brought into captivity. I, I, I know that pastor's not making jokes, but, but I, I can't this time. Is that okay? What I have to say is too important on this piece of the word because it is vital to us moving forward and us being able to shine and people's lives being able to be changed. So he says that our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You are in a war. Go to Ephesians 6. You are in a war, and most of us do not have the right tools that are necessary for us to fight this war. But I want to share with you the tools. Can we talk about them? Remember, we're talking about the word. We're still talking about the importance of the word. We're still talking about that. And, and, and what I tell you, Ephesians chapter 6 and, chapter, and verse 10, excuse me. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of your own might. Is that what it says? No, in the power of whose might? His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He's telling you that there's an armor that you need to put on for your protection to be able to stand against what the devil is doing in these days. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Didn't we just see that a minute ago? But against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. What they say against the rulers of what? Wait a minute, no, 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 he said something first. Against the rulers of what? The darkness of this world. You ever wonder why God told you to shine? Doesn't light dispel darkness? Turn on the lights up. Bring the lights up if you can, if you're in no house, uh, Steve, I apologize. Bring the lights up. That was it? Even on the stage up here? Oh, that's okay. That's okay. There we go. Light, light dispels darkness. It causes darkness to retreat. Darkness runs when light shows. And yet the church is afraid when we start talking about going places where there may be people who are possessed or a stronghold uh, are in strongholds and in tough positions. We become afraid when the light of God is upon us. Are you with me? Let's keep going. In verse 13, it says, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, all of it, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, 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 what I see from this is that there are a couple of pieces that we need to put on. We need to put on righteousness that guards our heart. We need to put on righteousness that guards our heart. But, 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 oh man, I wasn't going to go here. But what does it say in Proverbs 4 and 23? Well, let's go to 20. Proverbs 4 and 20. Can we go there quickly, quickly, quickly? Come on, God, stay with me. I need you to stay with me because this right here is crucial. I need you to understand all these pieces. Proverbs 4. Amen. Starting in verse 20, I believe. Pastor can get there. My son, attend to my what? Words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. What, 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 what the sayings have in them? Words. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Guard or keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Listen to what he's telling you will cause you to have your heart protected. Remember that piece of righteousness, that breastplate of righteousness? Guess what it comes from? The word. 
you wonder why we struggle in our day-to-day lives, in our minds, with our thoughts, and our emotions, our soulless realm. We're struggling in those areas because we lack or we don't take time to just rest in the Word. It is a major piece that guards our heart and protects us. It's the first piece of armor. The second piece of armor is this. It says this. Having your, oh, it's the first, it's the, it's the second, but here's the first piece. Have your loins girt about with truth. Well, does anybody know what truth is? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. He's telling you that everything that you reproduce has to be done in truth, but the way you reproduce, that's why he said your loins girt about. That's, that's the reproductive area. Did y'all know that? So everything that you're producing and reproducing should be done in truth. But the only truth is John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's another reason why we got to have that word or else we will not be able to walk in and operate in truth. That's the second place that if we don't have the word, we don't have enough armor on. We're leaving ourselves open to an attack of the enemy. You can't go to war without a breastplate on. I mean, you can, but you're going to get, you know, you're going to be in trouble, man. Your reproductive area protected? What else is there? It says this, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the good news? What is that good news? It's Jesus, right? And and do you know who he is? The son of God, but he is the word made flesh. Here he is again. And then it says here, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Your shield is your faith. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You seeing the pattern here, guys? And then he made it clear with this last one. You know, you know I, I, I don't mind going into war and being protected. But if I got somebody beating up on me, I'd like to be able to strike back. Wouldn't you like to be able to strike back? So he tells you here that you've got all of these defensive pieces on, and here you go with the last one. And say, oh, excuse me, there's one more. A helmet of salvation, right? Helmet of salvation. We know that salvation comes. The word is near us. It is in our heart and in our mouth. It is a word of faith that you have preached. This is where we get salvation from, from the word being able to see who Jesus is. Amen? Last thing, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of of God. He made it clear on this one. The word of God. It is so important. And it says here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. It is important that we're taking this armor in this time of war. Now, pastor's not trying to beat you up. He's not trying to tell you this in order to say you're not doing. 
Pastor's saying this because he wants you to be protected. Pastor wants you to be able to be taking ground rather than either just standing still or moving backwards. We don't want to lose ground. We want to take ground. Amen. And without us getting in the word, this is why this is why pastor is so adamant about word Wednesday. I want you to do it every day. Amen. Amen. I, I just have determined. Listen, I've just determined that every day when I get into the car, whether I'm coming or going, I just plug my phone up. And if I if I'm in a car that has Bluetooth, then I use the Bluetooth and I listen to the word going and coming. Because what's happening is in these last days, I don't have an opportunity or time to take a break. I know everybody like, Pastor, you're just trying to be too religious. No, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you that if you want to take ground, not only, listen, listen, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about being selfish. Can we be selfish for a minute? How about your own family? How about in your own family? How many of you come under attack on, on, on occasion? Let's just say on occasion. I won't say all the time. For your own family, you need the word to be able to stand for them. Just be selfish. Don't think about everybody else. Forget all the other people that are out there. Just be selfish for a minute. You need it for your own family. How many in your own family are a little confused about truth? How many in your own family uh, uh, give you trouble? Just cause you trouble. Give you headaches from time to time. In your own family, you need this word to be able to take ground. But if you learn to spend time and rest in that word, then you will shine everywhere you go. I, listen, listen, I, I don't say this. I'm not saying this. Please hear, hear my heart. I, I think I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it again. Pastor's not saying this for anything about himself. I'm simply saying this because it's truth, okay? When I go places, there are times when I'm sitting down, I have nothing, I have, I, I, I don't, it's not like I don't have Jesus on my mind, but I have something else on my mind. I'm doing something else. And people will come and see, say, I see the glory of God all over you. Who are you? I've had people come up and say, I just see power all over you. Who are you? Now, some of those people don't know anything about God. They just see spiritual things. God opens their eyes to see that because it tells you that kings shall come to the brightness of your rising. Gentiles will come to your light. I'm not saying, listen, my heart is not to say that to, to, to make it like I'm special. Okay, I am, though. I am special. Amen. God loves me. But I'm not telling you that to tell you that I'm special. I'm saying this because that's. What happens when you allow the word of God to be in you? You constantly are spending time in his word. People will see it even when you're not trying to be a, uh, even when you're not going out to say, I'm going to witness today. I'm going to preach to everyone today at work. I have it in my heart to do. Even when you're not doing that, you'll just be sitting out and people will just begin to come up and begin to ask you questions. And you'll be able to give an answer. And you'll be able to take ground. I promise I'm almost finished. Stay with me now, okay? This, the, the, the thing that I'm trying to say behind this is that it is so crucial 
for you to have this word. Now, I want to say something else to you. I've told you this many times before, so I'm just going to quickly, I'm going to give you these scriptural references, and and I I want you to go back and read them. That'll give you something to read specifically. Luke chapter 3 and 22, Jesus is being baptized and the heavens open and, and God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God says this. In some verses it tells you, uh, uh, in, in another passage, God speaks from heaven and some people didn't recognize that it was God. They thought it just thundered. But that's in Luke three twenty-two, And then right after that in Luke 4, 1 through 13, they they go through a genealogy, and it's important that genealogy is important. Did you know that if we understood what those names meant, it would tell us a story? Most of us miss that because we don't know what the names mean, and we don't take the time to go look at what the names mean. But those names are telling you the reason why God specifically says those people is because he's telling us the story of man's redemption and salvation. Did you know that? Okay, I I don't have time for that. Y'all already lose. I'm already losing. You got to get you back. Luke 4, 1 through 13, but verses 4, 8, and 12. In those verses, immediately after God says that to Jesus, he goes into the wilderness. While he's in the wilderness, he's tempted of the devil for 40 days. He's hungry, and it says that the devil comes to him and starts talking to him, if you be the son of God. The very last thing that God says to you is the first thing that the enemy challenges. You remember me saying that? But Jesus responds by giving the word. But I want you to see that Satan didn't come and challenge the thought. He was there in the wilderness. He was there in the wilderness the whole time Jesus was there. Did you know that? 40 days he was tempted of the devil. It says 40 days, not just the end. So he's there, but when Jesus is at his weakest point because it's the ending of it, his body, he's at physical weakness. You know, he's not spiritually weak. He's at physical weakness. You know how we get when we get tired, hungry, we're grumpy, we get mean, we don't want to talk to people, we don't feel like witnessing, we don't want to come to church, we don't want to talk to nobody. You know how that happens, right? It's at those points when the enemy comes, it's not when you, as soon as you walk out of the door, the enemy's like, they charge right now. I got to wait till they tire. I got to wait till, I got to wait till the wife or the husband says something that just don't, don't, don't sound right. Then I'm going to play on that for a minute. He waited till after 40 days and then he challenged what God had said to Jesus. And Jesus responded, not weakly, not out of his weakness. Yeah, you know, I am hungry. Ooh, I'm hungry, man. Ooh, why did I even do this? I don't even see no benefit out of this. I just got a headache and all this problem. He didn't do that. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And then the enemy challenged again, and he challenged again, but every single time Jesus gave the word. But how can you Give something that you don't have. And so the enemy says, hey, I don't mind them going to church and them them just having a a great uh, uh, video that comes up and we give them a a cookie-cutter message. I don't mind them going. What I mind is them taking that Bible and opening it up later on in the week. I'll keep them busy, man. You know, we got everything imaginable that comes up. Right? 
You got pain that comes up. Last, I tell you what, last week there, uh, there was a gentleman here, I won't, I won't say his name, but he had a, a terrible migraine. But you know what? He didn't get up and leave. Some people do that. He sat right through and tried to get as much as he could because he needed that word. Amen? We cannot allow the enemy to defeat us. We have to make sure we're saying what God says. They're, 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 they're more, we could talk about Genesis 3, where, where here it is that God comes and he plays on, I mean, excuse me, the enemy comes subtly and plays on Eve's ignorance. Because the truth is that Adam told her something different than God said. Did you know that? He told, he told Eve because he was a man and he thought he was going to be able to make sure his, his wife didn't do anything crazy. He said, not only shall we not eat of the fruit, you can't even touch the tree. God didn't say that because they were supposed to prune it and take care of it. And he prayed on her ignorance. So now here it is. So now because we don't know the word, the enemy comes in and he prays on our ignorance subtly. And now we think we're doing good stuff. You know what? We do a lot of good things, but guess what? It's one too many O's in there. It's not always God. Sometimes good stuff is just to be a distraction. And because of our ignorance, we do good, but it's not God. And that's another struggle that we face. And here was Eve with something that she's trying to say that's good, and he played on her ignorance. And then the man who knew what God had said said nothing. Which one are we in this? Are we the ones who are ignorant of what God has said? Or are we the ones who stand around and say nothing? Pastor's not trying to beat you up, I promise. I know it feels like it. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to challenge you to make sure you understand the value of his word. We are living in the last of the last days. Did you guys know that? Uh, one, one more thing I want to I want to say. Well, there are two things I want to say. First Timothy four. I'll just read it here. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. That's one thing in the latter times. One more thing. Here we go. Second Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Listen to this. Disobedient to parents. That's crazy, right? That that's there for the last days. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection, that's talking about homosexuality. Did you know that? Not natural affection. It's not natural for, for men to want to lay with men, for women to want to uh, lay with women. Did you know that? That's not natural. That's unnatural. Let me, I, I, can I stay there just for one second? I promise I'm going to let you go. I, I'm, I'm only going these, these three more minutes, all right, and then I'm letting you go. You know how we know it's unnatural? Name me two 
men who stay together to call themselves in love and one of them not take a feminine role. You can't name one. One is always going to be feminine. Same thing with two ladies who come together. One is always going to take a masculine role. Why? Because they know it's unnatural. It's unnatural. And that's what happens in the last days. How many of you have seen that everywhere? Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded. Here, here is where we see Colorado big time. Lovers, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. I know, I know it sounds like we're speaking bad about Colorado. I love Colorado. I do. I enjoy, I enjoy being here. But I've seen this over and over again that we love here in Colorado, love pleasures more than we do God. Everything else is more important. If it wasn't, guess who would be here? Right? Listen to this last part. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. This is what's happening in the last days. And God's saying to us, that's where we are. And we have to be those who are diligent in his word. We have to be those who are diligent in his word to make sure that we will arise and shine and take ground for his glory. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your mercy, for your grace, for your wisdom, for your understanding. I thank you that you, God, are here with us, that you are moving on the hearts of people, not only the people who are in the building right now, Father God, but the people who are hearing this uh, all over the world, Father God. You are moving on their hearts for them to know you more, Father God, to have a hunger and a thirst after righteousness to have a hunger and thirst after you, Father God. Continue to allow us to have the grace to drink from the water so that we will uh, continually desire the water. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. And that as we're leaving this place, we're not leaving your presence, but we're going forth with your anointing, with your authority to accomplish your plan. And we will all arise and shine for the light, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ is risen among us and upon us. We'll see examples as we spend time in your presence and we spend time in your word, not only praying, but spending time in your word, that we would, we would have those moments where people will just stop us and say, hey, there's something different about you. T tell, me, tell me what it is. Tell me where you're from. What, what's happening with you? Why, 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 I think, why, why, are you why, why do I see you the way I see you? And we'll have the answer that it's because we've been with Jesus. Thank you again that always your word will flow freely. And your spirit will have his way. And everything that we do and say, in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen.